peace, everyone. You know what? I'm digging this little microphone right here. <laughs> my name is Jasmine, and this is my journal. Today is December 19th, 2022. I'm feeling mad. Um, I was late for work today, but I worked yesterday, so I still got all my hours. I'm still going to have my hours by the end of the week, but I just kind of dragged this morning. Kind of had a falling out with a friend, but I get, I'll talk about that at a later date. Um, that's been on my mind, but let's talk about the good stuff first. I have been keeping busy and what I've been doing is um, I had a book I wrote a few years back and I just been dragging my feet on editing and I edited like 70 pages today. I ain't playing. So my goal is to have that bad boy done and out. So I just, my creative energy has been going. So while it's hot, I just been moving, creating things, being part of creative projects. Like um, I'm in a movie right now. Um, we are like, and we like, we just got the scripts and stuff. So I'm excited about that. And I've got some other projects coming up. I've just been trying to stay moving it and creative, you know. Um, the readings have been going well. So I've been working on those and um, coming up with a few ideas for this platform as well, which is excellent. My health is good. The kids are great. Um, had a nice dinner with some friends the other night. I think I talked about that. We celebrated my birthday. That was good. Things are great for me. Um, did have a falling out with a friend yesterday. Um, someone I was kind of dating, you know, getting to know, you know, it was going well, but you know, there's just certain things that we don't agree on. You know, I'm a little bit older now. So if I don't agree with something or if I feel like it's something that's really going to bother me, I just go ahead and exit in the beginning. You know, at one point, um, when I was younger, I used to be very tolerable and I would tolerate a lot of stuff. And I mean, I would take a beating and I've grown to be more protective of myself. Um, because if you let a person walk all over you and do whatever they want to do, they're going to do it. Period. So the older I get, the more I see that it's important that I protect my own safety and my own peace and not depend on, per se, somebody else to come in and do it. And when I say safety, I don't mean like physically, I mean like emotionally, you know, spiritually, mentally, you know, and some people they can, you know, not purposely, but they can, they can hurt you, you know, and People can hurt you just by operating in themselves because that's the only way they know how to be. So sometimes a person is not saying that a person isn't is a bad person, but maybe they're just not right for you. Like maybe some of the things that I'm still healing from and some of the things that I'm still working through, they're just not compatible with that person. So um, we're just not. We're not hitting on that. And for me and this individual, it's uh, communication. And not 
it's not that um, I have to talk all the time. Number one, I hate talking on the phone. Well, let's just make that clear. I hate talking on the phone. I'm not clingy because I don't like to be, you know, I like I like my alone time and I like my time with my kids. But I'm very intentional about the time that I spend with people. And because I don't op- I try not to operate in my ego, I don't necessarily broadcast. But there are a lot of people that want to spend time with me. And I always have options. My my inbox be jumping. You know, it's people that want to see me and I just I don't entertain them. So if I'm intentionally making time to speak with you or if I'm intentionally spending time with you or if I'm intentionally making sure I call you every day and answering your calls, you know, I kind of I would like that in return. You know, I'm not I'm not expecting anything, but that's what I would like. And if you can't if you can't give me the bare minimum that I asked for, what makes me think that you'll be willing to give me more? And that's just my thought process. If you can't do something as simple as call me or come when you say you're going to come or do what you say you're going to do, what makes me think that anything else is going to be any different or any better? I don't care how great of a person that you are, especially if I tell you, like, that's a strong. I, I can't. I don't want to. I don't like to feel like I'm being ghosted. I don't like to feel like I'm being ignored. I don't like that. And don't get me wrong, you don't have to answer all my calls because I'm only going to call you a few times a day, maybe once a day. So you don't have to answer my call. You know what I mean? But you can call me back and acknowledge that I called you. Or, you know, a text. It takes 10 seconds. Hey, how are you today? Or, hey, I thought about you today. But just like to nod it out. I just, I don't have the capacity right now to to deal with, with just no communication or uh, inconsistent communication or stuff like I just don't have the capacity to deal with it I just emotionally I just can't because I'm hmm, I'm still healing through something so I probably shouldn't be in a situation at all I think that's what I'm coming to sometimes um you know I'm not saying that you need to sit you know and be alone when you're healing through something but Sometimes you do. And sometimes um, you'll be presented with opportunities or situations. And if those situations don't work for you, that's kind of that's kind of a sign that you're not ready. So I would say I'm not ready. Um, because yeah, I'm not ready. That's it. That's all it is. I'm not I'm not ready to open up to someone because when you open up to someone, you place you vulnerable to get hurt. And I don't have the I'm not healed enough or I don't have the emotional capacity to be hurt again yet. So so I don't want to be hurt. Maybe I don't have the capacity to open up. I know I'm talking in circles and it's complex, y'all, but this is my journal and I'm still trying to figure it out. So perhaps I need to take a step back and try to figure it out. It's just, you, the thing with having a gift is this, like you get these intuitive feelings and you feel them in your gut. And one thing I've learned about myself 
since actively, you know, practicing my gift the past seven years is that every time I ignore my gut, I get fucked up. I'm trying to tell y'all every time I don't listen to what my gut is telling me, I get fucked up. So my lesson is always to listen to myself. So if I meet something and something in my gut was like, oh, wait, 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 I wait. If something tells me slow down and something you ain't seeing, I slow down. So if I meet you and with this individual, I told him, I said, look, something's telling me to take my time. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to take it slow. And I'm just going to, we're going to talk. We're going to hang out. We go out on dates. We can do whatever, but I'm not rushing into anything or no commitments. Because something in my gut is telling me, hey, slow down. This happened to me before. Story time. I had the biggest crush on somebody. It was insane because I don't have crushes. Um, I don't even like people like that. I ain't gonna hold y'all. I don't like people. And this person, I would dream about them all the time. I don't know why, but this person, they... I mean, I got a whole journal with his name on it. I had so many dreams about him. And I probably told the story about this person before. So we ended up being friends. Just cool. Just buddies. And we ended up talking. And it went really well. And I remember the first time, our first encounter, I remember, came in. He was like, I'm single. You know, da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. And something in my gut, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a no. Sometimes I get it straight like, nah, bitch, run. It wasn't a no for him. It was a not now. It was like, slow down. Not now. Not now. It's something you need to see. I was just hyped to have this motherfucker in my face. I'm like, shit, I'm going to go. <laughs> How right on into it. All whole time my gut was like, hey. Some of my gut was like, slow down, slow your roll. And I remember our first time we went out, <laughs> we went out and we hang out. We had so much fun. And later on that night, he called me, I'm gonna come get you. So I had like, you know, like they be having the angel and devil on your shoulder. Like in the shows, I had the angel on my shoulder. Like, no, you a lady. Tell him that you'll just. See him another time. Go to bed. I had on my pajamas. That devil on my shoulder was like, bitch, you might not get this opportunity again. You better go on up in there. Take a quick shower. <laughs> so my ass, shit, I got up. Man, I got on up out that door. He came and got me. He took me. He got me, we went downtown to this hotel downtown. We got this room, like higher floor, really nice room. It like overlooked the whole fucking city. I was like, ooh, this is beautiful. Ooh, nice. You know, and it was good. Like we had a good time, you know, that night and the next morning. But after that for a while, I saw him regularly. So I'm like, ooh. This is looking good. I like him. Nice looking, very intelligent, very handsome. 
everything that I would want a partner, he had all of those um, characteristics. But another thing is, I don't feel safe with males. No, not history. Suffered a lot of abuse, but I felt safe with him. And he was probably one of two of the only males that I ever been around where I felt like, okay, I could soften up. I could be a female. I could be feminine, not a female. I'm a female, of course, but I could be more feminine. I could be soft. And I like that. But my gut kept saying, whoa, Sally. Not now. Not now. So it's crazy. Because sometimes my gut would be like, no. And it was more of a not now. And sure enough, the hat, the hat, the shoe dropped. And my gut was right. And I was very hurt. But still cool, still friends, you know, but I was very hurt the way the situation ended. But after that, I promised myself that I would listen to my gut. So if my gut be like, uh, I'm going to do that. And this time my gut was like, take your time. It's something you're not seeing. You know, and it's just something that I, I still need to heal through or work through or heal from. A lot of the times when we go through things, it has very little to do with the other person and everything to do with us. Because if it had everything to do with them and nothing to do with us, then why are we triggered by it? Something that may trigger me may not trigger the next person. I got a friend, her husband travels for business all the time. They do not talk every day. And she is completely fine with that. She can go two, three days without hearing from him. And she is completely okay with that. That will bug the hell out of me. It, it will. I don't give a fuck if I talk to you for three seconds. I could talk to you every other day. Call me for three seconds. That will book. She'd be fine with it. You know, and that's not a trigger for her. But if her husband comes home empty handed or he don't spend time with her when he come home or he don't take her out, that's triggering for her. Shit, me, you could come home and sit in the house and look at my ass. I don't give a fuck. We ain't got to go nowhere. You going to call me <laughs> at least once or twice or something. So, and maybe that's just me. I mean, to me, I don't feel like that's a lot. But to, for to some people who don't like to communicate, that might be a lot for them. It might be a lot to pull out your phone and say hi, or fuck you, or bye, or you know, I don't like if I talk to you early in the day and you say, you know, I'm gonna come get you and take you out at noon. You call me at 8 o'clock at night talking about some what you doing? I'm not. I'm just, I'm the, no. The, especially if it's repetitive. Now, look, y'all, I'm not saying, like, you want and done with me. Like, you know, I'm going to talk to you about it. You know, I'm going to sit down and say, hey, I really don't like when you do this. And if you continue to do it, that just kind of kind of tells me that either, they, that kind of tells me that either you're incapable of doing it or you don't give a fuck about what I got to say. Because if you came and told me something bothered you, I'm going to try my hardest not to allow it to bother you. I'm going to try my best to work on it. And if it's something that I'm incapable of doing, like, I mean, one guy told me, he was like, you know, 
I don't like when you be reading dead people. You should be doing that publicly. So he got dismissed because that, that wasn't something that I wasn't willing to negotiate when, you know, when I had first met, met this person in particular, he told me like, I don't like the fact that every time I take you out, you're not ready. If I asked you to meet me at a restaurant at six o'clock, I would greatly appreciate if you meet me at six o'clock, not 6.15, not 6.10. I don't care if you had a reading, what you had going on. I appreciate that if you be, you know, appreciative of the time that we have together, you know? So I started showing up on time. You know, and I would take the initiative to be prepared, like make sure the kids get dropped off a little earlier, make sure I wake up and, you know, get showered and get just a little bit earlier. Make sure if we have a day that's six that I will block off any readings like an hour before that and then maybe a few hours after that so we won't get disturbed. But just being more thoughtful because that's what he, he requested. He said it bothered him when I came late or it bothered him when my phone would ring off the chain if we were sitting together because people wanted services. So I turned my phone off and put it on silent. You know, just 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 little things like that. But when he told me to quit talking to dead people publicly, I had to dismiss him because that's just something I'm not willing to negotiate. So if creation is something that a person is not willing to negotiate, you know, then I understand that's fine. Just keep pressing. Oh no, y'all. <laughs> you know, it'd be weird because so my teacher. He always said, and this this is true. Everybody's not gonna have somebody. I think like the numbers aren't even. Just like women, we outnumber men two to one. Two to one, and it's probably less than that if you consider who's in jail or who's homosexual. Maybe and they have a preference for males. There's nothing wrong with that, or um, other factors, or men who choose to date outside of their race. They don't. They don't want a black women or some men choose not to, you know. Somebody is not going to end up with somebody. And I remember hearing my teacher say, and I'll be like, you know what? That ain't going to be me. It ain't going to be me. I'm, I feel like there is somebody out there for me. And you know what? Somewhere deep down inside of my gut, I still feel that. But then another part of me be like... <laughs> Maybe it is it because I'm so different and weird. But look, I was talking to my kid's dad the other day, and I'm like, when you dated me, what was your problem with me? Like, what was wrong with me? And he said, Jazz. <laughs> he said, for one, don't ever ask me that question again. He was like, uh, what did he tell me? He said, because he going to be honest with me. He said, Jazz, you just, you just you. And if a person is going to be with you, they have to accept you for you. You just jazz. And he said, you ain't everybody cup of tea. He said, I didn't have any problems with you. You know, you didn't bother me, but some people, you might, who you are might bother them. And the crazy thing is, is that. I don't know how to be, you know, some people, they can train themselves to be so different, to fit a certain like demographic that they know is 
more more attractive. Like I got a childhood friend I grew up with. Shout out to her. I ain't gonna say her name. I love her. I hope to have her on here sometime. But she like, I mean, a BBL. She got her um, she got a tummy tuck, she got facial reconstruction. Like, she learned how to do everything that she has done in her life. Like, um, what else did she have done? She had all these surgeries done. You know, she took all these classes on etiquette and stuff. And, you know, she wears makeup every day. She won't leave the house without makeup on. This shit, I think she go to sleep in makeup. Or if she got a date, like if she had to take her makeup to go off to go to sleep, she'll wait till he falls asleep and she will get up before he gets up to put makeup on. But whatever she feels like she has to do to fit a certain look, in a certain demographic, she would do just to be more appealing to a male. And it's it's even to the point to where the person that I grew up with as a kid, the same tomboy, science, geek, we was into the, all the same stuff, science, geek, tomboys, pretending to be witches and all that other stuff. She gave all of that up, you know, even her spirituality. You know, because she felt like men would be more drawn to like a traditional Christian woman just to draw in a partner. And I just don't know how to be anybody else but myself. It just it's like painfully uncomfortable. I remember when I first stepped into my uh, spiritual journey and it reminded me the other day when I was watching Ali's podcast and I was going through all these videos and I saw all these spiritual people with the hair wraps and the crystals and they were home and robes and wearing all white and shit. And it was just, it was, I, I couldn't because <laughs> it's just not me. And I remember watching like, I want to be like that, but I don't know how to be like that. You know, you be seeing those beautiful women. Oh my gosh. And they be, peace, goddess, peace be on you. And they be having their flowy locks and their flowy dresses and shit. That just let me, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like, or like, you know, the real girly girls with the heels and they spend all day getting dressed and wearing makeup. It ain't me. Shit, I was going to boxing matches and football games and shit. I just, only person I know how to be is myself. And I remember I used to argue with my ex years ago and towards the end, he said, I, I want somebody that's more softer. You're too hard. You're too rough. And I'm like, well, that's the only way I know how to be. That's, that's, I'm comfortable that way. And don't get me wrong, I have a lot of feminine qualities. Well, I could cook, you know, and I like to do girly stuff, but I like other shit too, like boxing and fishing and getting my hands dirty and fixing shit, you know, I'm just, I think that we're both and I just kind of keep those balanced, but, um, you know, sometimes I'm more one way than the other. Also, I think it depends on who I'm around. Because I asked my one friend, you know, the one I had a great time with, um, it didn't work. You know, I asked him, he told me, he, he thought I was very soft. So I think that certain people bring out certain qualities in you. That's what I'm thinking. You know, you know what? I think, I think we have, you know what? I think we have certain vibrations within ourselves. 
and certain people bring out certain vibrations. So with some people, I'm able to, I'm naturally softer. And I think that's what it is. But then with some people, I'm naturally tougher or, you know, but there are qualities that I possess, you know. I think that everything that you go through, girl, get your, get, your, get out. It's my cat, y'all. I just think that um, everyone that we attract in our lives, they match certain vibrations that are within us. So at the end of the day, everything that you go through with somebody, it always circles back around to you. And I know this is going to go over a lot of people's head, especially for women who have been cheated on and abused. You go, oh, that's his fault. You know, but something within you attracted that that vibration to you. And look, I've been in abusive relationships. I've been sexually abused, physically abused, financially abused, emotionally abused, mentally. You named it. If it's got the word abuse behind it, I've, I've had it. So this was a hard pill for me to swallow, too. I promise you it was difficult. But it, once I learned how that it all circled back to me, number one, it made it easier because the energy that it takes to blame somebody else and hate somebody else or be mad at somebody else for something that happened to you, that energy could be spent on you looking at your health, yourself and looking at what vibration within what that is within yourself that you need to heal from that's attracting that energy. Like if I keep attracting people that's got issues with communication, okay, Jazz, let's 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 look at you. You know, what's going on within you that's attracting these vibrations, you know, that, you know, that that's causing you to attract those vibrations. Because at the end of the day, it's all about you. I'm telling you, like, energetically, we, 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 we draw things that are similar to us somewhere. And I know that's hard, especially if we attract somebody that's like, that we view as very evil or very bad or did something bad. There was a quality within that person that attracted you to them or attracted them to you. So it always goes back to you. And if I want to go deeper, shit, you wrote the contract to come here and meet that person. Wow. You know, what was the lesson in that? I've been really studying, um, my interest has always been, and probably because I'm a medium, is what goes on between life and death. Like, what goes on? You know, what's the process of these going before council, making these contracts to come here, you know, coming here to meet the people that we choose to meet, um, to go through some of the things that we go through, you know, like, and I think I started looking because I was trying to figure out, like, why did I choose to come here and be sexually assaulted as a kid? I think I think that was written in my contract. I don't think that was a choice. I don't think I, that was a human choice. Now, I might have made the human choice not to tell my mom until years later. But I made the choice to come here and go through that. And um, Or why did I choose to... Some things I think that uh, was fated to happen, like my children and when they came here or how they come here or who they came here through, 
you know. So I wanted to understand why or what happens in between lives and, you know, understand like all of the schools that we go through and, you know, all the learning because it don't stop here. And I'm going to tell you how I know it don't stop here. I believe that there are all types of stuff on the other side. There are like people, there's medical teams, um, teachers, libraries, schools, all of that. I think that it's over there. You know, I even think we got like factory resets. Like, um, and I know doc, Dr. Mike, Michael Newt talks about like when a soul is just so damaged, um, from like a whole bunch of experiences. I think it goes through some type of defragmentation period where it's got to be like reset. Yeah, I believe. Cause whatever can happen here has to happen there. And, you know, I chose to come to this life, you know, to go through certain things that were extremely difficult. I wanted to understand why. Why my soul chose these experiences. Though I don't regret them, I did want to understand why. And that, that took me down a rabbit hole of studying what happens between life and death. And also, I remember, so back in 2013, I was diagnosed with lupus. Um, I got sick before that, way before that. Um, it took years for them to diagnose me, caught the respiratory infection. They kept giving me antibiotics for it, and I could not get better. So finally, they did some blood work, and my white blood cell count was like one. And um, I had these tumors um, up under my arms and in my chest. So they sent me to an oncologist, and they sent me to a rheumatologist. And she was like, hey, I don't think you have an autoimmune disease, even though my ANA was positive and speckled. That's like a test that they do. She sent me to an oncologist. So I went to an oncologist, hematologist, oncologist, whatever. Um, he biopsied the, the tumors up under my arm and he did a test. Um, and I would go every week for a CBC, which is a complete blood count. And he noticed that my white blood cells, they naturally run low, but they cycle. So around the springtime, they get their highest, which is about four. I think there's some spiritual behind that, by the way, but I'm explaining that in another video because I know I'm a science geek. They get up the highest they get is probably about 4.2. Normal is about maybe 5 to 10. But most of the year, it, it ranges around 2.5. But around this time of year, it gets down to maybe about 1.82. And this is when I'm more prone to be ill. So I got to be careful with my stress and my depression because there's cortisol levels, which weakens your immune system and you can get sick. You know, I ain't going to get scientific, but that's what happens. And one night, um, I would have extreme pain when I was pre-diagnosed. I mean, like, to the point where I couldn't get out of bed. I would be so fatigued to where I would sleep long hours a day. Like, I think I'm kind of becoming active now because I'm sleeping a lot. If I'm at home, the first thing I do is go to sleep. So, sleeping a lot more than usual. So, I know it's definitely something going on. So, I may have to go back on medication. But we'll see. I'm going to go get some blood work. Mm, they usually they give you plaquenil for plaquenil and unfortunately prednisone, which makes you gain weight. Or me, <laughs> but I'm a low dose, like five milligrams of prednisone. Um, they also they used to give me Cymbalta for pain, but Cymbalta is also considered an antidepressant and it messes with my gifts. Something it does with those studying those neurotransmitters, bro. I'm telling you, it's got something to do with it because it it messes with me. 
anyhow, um, one night I was sleeping, I was in so much pain. I would get these fevers at nighttime, high fevers, like 102, 103. And I can't move. And I remember like my ex would have to like take me to the bathroom or carry me to the bathroom. It just is what it is. And I was laying there and I remember I was sleeping and there was this team working on me. Um, One of them looked like he was dressed from the 1800s. One looked Asian. One looked Buddhist, but it was like this medical team. And they were like literally working on my body and on the parts of my body that they would touch. It was like light. And they had a whole conversation. Like I wasn't even there. They were just talking. And um, they were like, um, I remember the Englishman saying, he was like, uh, this one, um, she can't get too sick. And y'all, this is all before my spiritual journey. So I just thought I was hallucinating. And the Englishman was just like, you know, this one, she can't get too sick. Um, she still has a lot to do. Um, I remember like, it was like a Native American man and he thought that um, he was like, um, well, if we don't fix this part over here, she's gonna pass away. And um, the Englishman again was like, he did most of the talking. It was like, he was ahead of him. He was like, no, nah, we was instructed that, uh, so we were instructed that it's not time for her to go. Um, she has to she has to stay here longer, so we need to get her better. But after that, I had that dream, I started to get better. And I remember uh, my rheumatologist telling me that she was shocked. She was like, you know, you're pretty sick when you came. But she said your mouth had your, uh, you have, you know, unusually became, it became very mild. And then once I like stepped full blown into my spiritual journey, it's like almost non-existent. I have like symptoms here and there and my blood work is still uh, reflected, but not nearly as tired as I used to be. And I've been like, at one point, every time I got an infection, like I would be afraid because if I got an infection, it was like 10 times worse because my, my immune system weak. And I had COVID twice, flew right through that bitch. I had the flu. I had a little bit of everything and I'd be, I'd be good. Barely missing work, none of that. So I'm truly blessed for this spiritual medical team that took care of me. So all of that exists on the other side. Anyhow, we're supposed to be talking about, uh, damn, I'm supposed to be down in the dumps because I feel like, I feel like don't nobody want my weird ass to hear him talking about spiritual shit. See, that's the issue. You know, I can't even, I'm weird, y'all. Like, you want me to tell y'all what I did today while I was working in my office? I watched videos about the planet Venus and the, the temperature on the surface of Venus and stuff that they found on Pluto's um, stuff about Pluto. And I watched something about one of Jupiter's moons. That's what I did. And I watched a few videos um, with Dolores Cannon speaking about life in between. That's what I did today. I ain't thinking about, I ain't thinking about talking to Nan, do the, Nothing. I didn't think about what I was going to wear. Nothing. I wasn't even thinking about dinner. I had some oxtails. I wasn't even thinking about that. That's what I did. I'm weird as hell, y'all. 
but I don't know how else to be. <sighs> anyway, let me hop out of my feels <laughs> and go to bed right now. I am watching some shit on Netflix. It's about this girl that had cancer. She went to live at this hospice place where this other old lady found healing, and they got this mid- midnight club. It's pretty good. And they sit in this club at night and they tell st- scary stories. That's what I'm watching right now. And also, um, my show Warrior Nun has a second season. So I'm going to check that out later. Even though the TV's probably going to watch me more than I watch it because I don't watch much TV. Like, I think this same video has been playing right here, like, for the past hour. That's how much I don't watch TV. I was in here cuddle with my seven year old, but she went to bed. But anyhow. Peace, y'all. I love you. 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 I love you 11 times in the morning. I love you 11 times at night. And even if you can't find anyone to love on you, you can love on yourself. Anyhow, I'm going to bed, guys. It's late. It's past my bedtime. Peace.